0: I'm right here at the Walmart right now. The one on uh, South Staples in Corpus Christi, te- Texas. I came over here trying to find out the almond milk and the the sick milk because of the allergies that I have. Um, I got to find a lot of the vegetables. So I guess a lot of the quarantine and stuff like that is... Um, I'm able to find everything little by little. Uh, A lot of the meat, I really try not to buy it so much because I can't really process it unless I have my papaya enzymes. I came here today and they didn't have the papaya. As you can hear, there's a lot more people than there normally is. Way, way more people than I can imagine. But, um, yeah, it's usually not this much people but with everything that's being open and the beaches are being open um, there's a lot more people. I actually got to find the lemon pepper which is broiled um, the one where you put it and the drippings fall out on the bottom so I got very lucky with that because they were actually on sale so I got some of the crab and the shrimp that I add to the, that I add to my salads, vitamin C. I got a lot of vitamin C because a lot of the vitamin C is really good for you. Right now here I'm podcasting at the Walmart here on South Staples. So far it's not so much. There's not that many people that are six feet apart, but I've tried to get my orange juice, Sunny D, and the vitamin C, which is very good for the antivirus, the coronavirus. So I got some extra oranges and rosemary. Sometimes when you have some of the herbs that are... I got this one. It's more like a plant plant form, rosemary. It smells really good. I got a basil and a mint that I'm growing at home with everything that's been going on. I just started to doing some crop farming at the house. Right now I'm trying to stay away about six feet apart because there's a pregnant young lady in front of me. I didn't bring my mask today, and everywhere that I go, I see people that are trying to kind of go to the other side. But that's the way it is. Um, I'm trying to buy a little bit more protein. Some of the protein bars that are the Nature Valley are really good. There's some even some sweet and salty of the the nature. I don't know if y'all can hear me, but it is pretty hectic here. There's maybe over a 1,000 people here at Walmart. So a lot of the safety issues are not pretty much coming up. But, um, I did the, decided to buy a little bit more um orange juice than usual, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, there's only a couple of registers open, but some of the registers are actually, um, you can go in front of me, yes, yeah. Um, Yeah, you're welcome Yeah I don't know, I think I'm in the wrong lane (laughs) Anyways This is a cashier that's open That I'm hoping that It's just a couple of things But I'm still trying to stay away six feet apart Because right now having to go through The quarantine and the coronavirus And I see somebody That's maybe like six feet apart of me That's pregnant It kind of makes you wonder You know, I got my berry blends, I got my blueberry, I got my strawberry, so I can make my protein shakes in the morning. And hopefully with the lemon pepper and stuff like that, um, I'll be able to have something for the week. I got some of the stuff that I needed for my daughter's birthday, but I got a lot more waters because I realized that I'm not drinking as much water as I usually. I decided to start podcasting. Only because uh, the podcasting that I'm doing, I've never really done it out in public. So people are actually kind of looking at me like, what the heck is going on? What is she doing? But I'm podcasting right now. So hopefully they don't run me to another cashier. Because I really don't want to have to do that. But here goes. One thing that I really like is the dark chocolate milk. Because it's almond milk. And it's 100 calories. That's really good for you. I'm trying to get a lot of the oranges out there. I got some stuff for my grandson. I got him some turkey, some wheat crackers. I want him to be able to eat a lot more healthier than I've been. Well, I'll go ahead and finish this segment in a minute, and then I'll continue because I have to get this stuff going right now. So, to be continued. Friday, um, I decided I was going to stay home. I have been going out to eat dinner almost every day for the last month. Uh, Me and my friend, we go out to eat dinner since he doesn't like to eat dinner by himself. And I'm kind of the same way. I've learned how to eat more healthy. Even if it's going to a restaurant. So I've learned how to not get cheese if I'm allergic to it. Um As for wheat bread. um As for chicken. Not so much meat. I've had to learn how to pretty much like. Learn how to eat all over again. Um, sometimes, when it comes to eating, people have to realize that they have a choice, and Sometimes people eat to eat. like they don't understand that um, that you have a choice. We are kind of brought up with, you know, eat all your food. um, You know, pretty much finish everything that's on your plate. So that's kind of what we all grow up with, you know. Well, you know, we don't have... A lot of us are grown up with uh, pretty much... The idea of You know There's not that much Like Well I guess you don't really realize Oh well you know There's six kids in the house There's a mom and dad There's eight of us But while we're growing up We don't We don't see these As anything financial You know Your parents are trying to stress out. They're trying to stretch out every dollar. You know, my stepmom was trying to work. My dad was working more than full time. I never saw him. My father was mostly left about 530 in the morning. Sometimes came home. I didn't see him come home. I didn't see him leave in the morning either. So I got very lucky the times that he did come home for dinner or the weekends. And he kind of splurged us a little bit. So when he was home, we got to get a little bit more stuff than usual. Um, In our diets, we never had any sodas that I remember or candy or anything. But if my dad came home early, my dad always seemed to have a candy bar or a pepper peppermint candy in his lunchbox he had his sweet tooth you know he just never really got anything around us but he had a really bad sweet tooth to where he always had to have his sweets later on in life I realized why he became a diabetic I didn't believe him when he told me he was a diabetic but I should have known because it runs in our family. Some people become diabetics from their lifestyle. But other people become diabetics like me from my allergies. And that's a stereotype that I can't shake sometimes because people always tell me, Oh, well, you know, you're a diabetic because you like a lot of sweets. No. No you know don't judge me you don't know what's going on and then sometimes you if you have time you explain to them but i'm to the point where i just don't want to go into the whole issue or explain to them right now i'm yawning and i'm really tired and sleepy because Friday I went into an um, allergy reaction. I have my allergies like normal. You know, you're allergic to pollen, you go outside, you're sneezing, you're coughing, and then there's the really severe kind of allergies where you go into phylactic shock, your lips blow up, your eyes blow up, your face certain things that are really, really bad to where you have to take a Benadryl. If it don't work, take another Benadryl. And if not, that's when you pull out the big the big dogs. You pull out the EpiPens. I have in two EpiPens in every purse, at two backup EpiPens in every bag. I never have to use more than two at a time, which I try not to even use one Um, it's really hard for me to talk about but in some of my first episodes I talk a lot about my allergies Um, one of them is that I didn't know I had food allergies it's one thing to have allergies and I had an issue Um, five years ago, and this is how the very, very start of it happened, is that I actually started off with an allergic reaction to a soap. Um, five years ago, well, we lived in Corpus Christi, Texas, then we moved to, to Charlotte, Texas, a little town outside of San Antonio where my grandparents lived. So we were there for a couple years. We, in 2015, um, we were, well, in 2014, we decided we were going to come back. We stayed at a hotel room. Well, they were using the soap called Purex, and um, I broke out all over. Like, I was itching, scratching. I had no idea what was going on. I thought something was eating me alive. The first time I ever had any allergies like that. And I took a shower, and then I finally had to take a hot shower, and I didn't know what it was. Um... I automatically assumed there were bed bugs or something i I didn't know the cause of like what it was you know you don't know what it is you you It's like the unforeseen you don't know what it is you you have no idea you assume the worst and it's worse than the worst. Like, I, I mean, it's worse than bed bugs. <laughs> at this point. I was so upset. Um, I got to get some of my money back. I didn't get all of my money back, but I was so upset. I wound up going to another hotel. I hadn't slept that whole night. Having to go to the other motel Have my three daughters with me And um, my husband And then come to find out I It was the same thing all over again I'm like oh my god These are two different places What's going on Well I wanted to put in one of my blankets Over the sheet for a reason I, I didn't even think about it I was just like I don't know what's going on I'm going to put my blanket on there. And I finally got some rest. Well, on the other side where I had it down on the bed. um, I just like saw like a lot of residue from like a soap or something. So I was just like, you know what? And that's when I thought, no, maybe I'm allergic to this soap so we had to get out of there i'm like i gotta look for a place um i can't stay here another day i'm not gonna get no sleep it was horrible when you're that tired you're like literally crying because you're anxious you're itching you're uncomfortable you know and you're tearing up your skin and it doesn't matter how much you scratch, it doesn't stop. It's very scary, scary feeling of not knowing what's going on with you in your body. like I was to the point where I was gonna call nine one one but then I'm like, they're gonna laugh at me because my skin is so dry, I think I had to take maybe like four or five baths so the warm water did help but then my skin would get so so dry that it just became so irritable and it started cracking and it hurt so much because it would crack and then it would bleed um at that moment all i can think is this like I have to go to the hospital I need to go to the doctor I need to find out what's going on with my body Um, as soon as we got to get something settled in that following week like I went straight to the open clinic that they call it there and they just told me that I had you know very severe dried skin so certain soaps is what like um, certain soaps that I could use, you know, for diabetics and this, is and that. And I'm like, I'm not a diabetic. And they're like, where well, your skin is really, really dry. You've got patches of dry skin. you got this, this, and that. So they said, um, well, maybe you have um, eczema, dermatitis. So, eczema and dermatitis it is. It wasn't until a couple months later that they wound up telling me that, um, that I was having an early signs of psoriasis. And I had no clue. And I'm like, I don't understand this. I'm getting four different diagnoses. Eczema, dermatitis, allergies. No, no, no. I'll take that back. Allergies wasn't even on the table yet. Psoriasis. Allergies didn't come until maybe... Actually, it's going to... Actually, I can almost say... Maybe... Four and a half years later. Because I battled this... Soap would get my skin so dry So I would change to another soap And then I started researching I started Googling And right now I'm turning off my machine Helps me clean the air, purify the air Helps me with my allergies I literally have to be in a room that's literally cleaning the air out as if I was in a bubble or an oxygen machine and it's hard to do that because I kind of have to stay in a really cool environment because my skin re- gets really hydrate dehydrated um, and then I have to hydrate so I got like a 12 pack of waters, I got like another 12 pack of Gatorades juices for emergencies seven ups for whenever i'm not feeling so well so literally i have to have kind of like a medicine cabinet all around me um with everything that's going that was starting in my life i started having problems with everything with eating with certain foods Um, I was losing, losing a lot of taste in my mouth that October before I started getting sick, really really sick I had an allergic reaction and it wasn't until four years later of battling some doctors don't pay attention enough To even help you, you describe a symptom to them and they automatically assume something else. For so long, oh, you have urinary tract infection, you have uh, urinary tract infections. And I was like, what's going on? I started researching everything like, what is causing this? What's making me this sick? you know what I need to be doing right like these doctors don't know that I need to start doing something myself I felt to that point that the only one who's going to help me is me and I will get so frustrated with these doctors and I'm like that's not what's going on what you're giving me is not helping me it's hurting me more it's stressing me out I'm not sleeping By this time, everything had gotten so bad, Um, I was waking up with asthma attacks, I was waking up with shortness of breath, problems breathing, it was pretty crazy, and then I started waking up with panic attacks. Um the scary part about it is I didn't know what was going on. I knew that every time that I was so sleep deprived I wasn't even dreaming. The allergies that I had they were giving me steroids. The steroids would help me, but then, you know, they didn't help me at the same time. The doctor had told me maybe two years before that I was borderline diabetic. And when I asked him the question, am I diabetic? He said, no. As long as you eat healthy... As long as you, you know, you have some kind of exercise in your life. This has to be a change of your lifestyle. I walked everywhere, everywhere for about the last 15 years. I like like to walk, love to walk, power walk, morning walk, right after dinner walks. But with my arthritis and everything... I had started slowing down a lot, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to start picking it up again. With these allergies that I was having, um, it was affecting me so much that um, I didn't know, but at that time, my body was shutting down little by little. I was having problems breathing, breathing. I started having chest pains off and on, um, asthma attacks, panic attacks. My body was trying to tell me something. And it's not that I wasn't listening, I just didn't know what was going on. My daughter had pollen allergies, and I would get them also. So I started taking allergy pills. The more I started taking them, the better I started feeling, and I realized like maybe there might there's some allergies that are just out of whack or something. so finally, after being diagnosed with everything, you can imagine um, once every time that I went to the doctor. I've got some kind of diagnosis I have never heard of before. And it was very scary. Because I remember one time the doctor said something of bacterial vaginosis or something like that. Like I literally had a break of just constant yeast infections. And that's something I had never dealt ever in my whole life in my 47 plus years. I've never dealt with anything like that. And they started telling me about probiotics and stuff like that, just from a different, like not even a doctor. It was coming from a person that was just sitting with me there at the client at the at the clinic when we just started talking. I started telling her. And she was talking to me about probiotics and how our body has to be healthy and our body. And, you know, I have never really been around a healthy person. I've been around people that say they eat well. I've been around people that take vitamins. But I've never really been around someone that talks about detoxing, that talks about, you know, having your body alkaline, about how... You have to be able to take care of your your body, you know, take vitamins, things that are going to help your digestive system, things that are going to help your your mind and your health or migraines. And I was just like, oh, my God, like these doctors are doctors, but there are certain things that even doctors can't do. I started taking allergy, over-the-counter allergy medicine. My histamine was finally starting to get under control. I finally was seeing a doctor at a sleep center. I had all these machines put on me and they came and tried these tubes like an oxygen mask on my face first my nose but because I would have asthma attacks and panic attacks I couldn't have it just in my nose like I needed to be able to breathe through my mouth too so I ended up getting a whole mask and I remember that my daughter Ariel took me over there I don't think they realized how serious my health was when you go to sleep you, your body rests. So that you can rejuvenate. And wake up the next morning. And be a new person. But when you're not sleeping. And you're staying up for 2-3 days at a time. Your allergies are keeping you up. The steroids are keeping you up. If you're having an allergy reaction. Or eczema. Or... or dermatitis or just an allergy reaction you're not sleeping you're tired your body's not functioning so your body is telling you in a way that you know you're not you're not well right now and i've had to learn how to read that when it comes to my Body and my peace of mind, and everything. <sighs> when I got out of the sleep center, they told me that I stopped breathing 18 times. Like in less than two minutes, I stopped breathing. What does that mean? did I stop breathing to the point where I woke up with an asthma attack or a panic attack? Yes. That's what they were telling me. My body was... I'm, I was pretty much being allergic to the... My body was staying up because I'm allergic to the same histamine. Histamine. That the allergies give off. When you have an allergic reaction. You have to have. Or you, you need to be taking an allergy medication. One of the ladies there actually. Recommended Xanthrax or something like that. And I had that when I was in the hospital. Four years before that. What I don't understand. Is when the doctor was giving me all these medications. When I heard the word Xanthrax. I don't know what these pills are. They're just telling me you're taking this for this. Or you're taking this because it's going to help your body. It was for allergies. Four years before when I was hospitalized. They already knew what was going on with my body. Why didn't they say anything to me? I didn't understand that. These doctors assume that you know what a pill is going to do. Or what it's going to fight. Or what it, how it's going to help. Or how it's going to fight an infection. For somebody as normal as me. I didn't know what a lot of these pills were I was just taking them Because oh this is my doctor He knows what's best for me You know A lot of times Doctors are going to use you as a guinea pig Because they're going to assume Or they're going to think This is wrong with you And that might not be it So they might not be Giving you the right medication And that's what it was. I was not getting enough sleep. My body was fatigued, tired, sometimes even weak at times. I was given a prescription for a breathing machine, like like a, a sleep sleep apnea they told me that my body is so tired that I'll fall asleep standing up and I knew what they were talking about because I remember that I was crossing the street one day and I felt myself falling into traffic there was somebody right next to me and if it wasn't for this person, I would have literally fell into Uncoming traffic This is how dangerous sleep apnea is That my body is so worn out And it's so tired So much medication Autoimmune disease You're here, you're fighting infections every day going through anxiety, going through allergies, being a diabetic. At that time, I wasn't even diagnosed yet. So I didn't even realize what was going on with my body. I didn't grow up with a lot of sweets. I didn't grow up with a lot of sodas. And I would buy that off and on, but this wasn't a regular, like, we didn't even go out to eat a lot. Like a lot of people, oh, we go out and eat burgers every day. No, we didn't have the luxury or the money to be doing that every day. Had three kids, single mother. I cooked at home. I had to learn, relearn how to cook. You do your traditional cooking and, you know, and, a mexican lifestyle is like tortillas every day tortillas every day bread every day bread every day all these foods that are just food to because you're hungry a lot of these foods are actually not good for you not good for your body because after so long and you're cooking dinner and you're cooking off of lard or you're cooking off of manteca, what they call it. Like vegetable oil. It's not good for you at all. It's not good for your cholesterol. It's not good for your vessels, for your heart arteries. It's not good for your for you. I mean it wasn't until after 2015 that I even realized that I had to start eating better and more googling. Everything I've gone through in my life has been with Googling. So, now I'm realizing I have sensitive skin. Now I'm realizing I have sleep deprivation. My body's not resting. I'm having a few allergies. And pretty much... I need to continue to see a doctor on a regular basis. One of my doctors told me, you come in here all the time, there has to be something else going on with your body. Finally. Finally. There's a doctor that's understanding my situation. She's like, maybe it's your allergies that are getting out of hand. We want you to see a dermatologist, allergist, just to make sure. Going to see this doctor just automatically changed my life. My gut, I felt my life was pretty gone. I felt I had no life. I could not go anywhere without my allergies erupting or going into phylactic shock. I had been going in and out of the hospital for the last couple of years. And I was literally going into phylactic shock in the hospital, out the hospital, go back into phylactic shock... This was something serious. Really, really serious. And. I just constantly. Was weak. And I was tired. And I was frustrated. I was not sleeping. I was literally having a mental breakdown. At the time. You get to the point where you're in a relationship. And they don't know what's going on with you and you're to the point where you don't want to deal with anything that's going to cause stress i literally walked away from relationships that were causing stress including my marriage because the doctor would say you're stressing too much you're having heart pains chest pains you're going to wind up with a heart attack When the doctor tells you something like that You need to listen I finally got to see my doctor My allergist The first day I saw the doctor He told me Let me look at your skin And he's like Just looking at me He knew what was wrong with me Going to see so many doctors, like seven, eight of them. And nobody knew what was going on with you. And you go to one doctor and he could tell you, this has happened to you, this has happened to you, this, and you're like, oh my God, I hadn't even said anything yet. Well, He told me that my allergies were erupting, that I needed to be on an allergy medication 24-7, that my provider should give me those medications, but he said that it was kind of an emergency for me, so he was going to recommend it. He had told me if I had knew what autoimmune was. And I told him no. They said sometimes your body because, becomes immune. Because you were either, your body was going through maybe you being a diabetic for so long and not being treated. And when your body starts going through something, your body is kind of fighting against the same thing. So you can be having allergies and at the same time fighting the histamine and still be allergic to the same histamine. So your body is going out of whack because it doesn't know what to do. Like it's trying to protect its body. You're just trying to protect its body from viruses. Trying to, put, but my body is way past that where autoimmune comes in, where my allergies are so bad, my body is failing, and I cannot fight infection. Um, that I needed to start taking you know these allergies were so severe that they can kill me not just from an allergic reaction but um there has to be a lot of things done just for these allergies i came into my next appointment with an epi pen on hand because the allergist told me to bring it for emergencies because they were going to inject me with over a 100 shots of different things that I might be allergic to. I looked at them. I took a picture of them because I know no one in the hell would believe me that They're going to stick me a hundred times. But this is what you go through. So you won't feel the itchiness and the craziness and not sleeping and feel like you're going out of your mind with your allergies. After the doctor started giving me my allergies 24-7, before I saw my primary doctor, he's like, we got to get this under control. I had cried when I went to the bathroom that day because I didn't want anybody to see me cry. And I felt like everything was just getting back to a little bit normal for me. Anybody that's gone through what I've gone through I understand your pain I came back and I was ready For a hundred shots Shoot me up Um So there I was It was like a small little pinch After another after another after another I stripped down my clothes And put on a hospital gown all down my back and then the back of my arms. We were finally done. I had to sit there for over an hour so that they can read my allergies. It was so scary when the doctor came back and told me We're going to have to watch you another hour and a half to two hours. We've never had anybody here with this many allergies at one time. So we have to have an ambulance stand by. At that moment, I was relieved. I didn't know how many allergies it was, but. Now I knew what was going on with my body When they told me they were going to minister The last 25 But they had to have an ambulance on standby um, I get very emotional Because I felt like finally finally I can put this to rest. <laughs> I start treating myself. I was given the last 25. I had to sit there an hour. They got so many readings. Um there was like three nurses in there, two doctors. And then they still brought in another dermatologist. And you know what? You're very exposed. It's a little bit degrading. I'm exposed. But the doctors are treating me. They were all administered on my back and on my, um, all down my back, all down the back of my arms. But they're like, we need help. And they told me, you got 30 plus, maybe 40 allergy reactions. Like 10 of them are food. The other 30 are just regular things like maybe six different patches of grass. And like mesquite and certain types of trees the next one was everything from dust mites to dust to dogs to an- certain animals to mold there was like 3 or 4 different types of mold that my body was allergic it was allergic to I was allergic to our dog (laughs) animal that we have in the house on a regular basis so far the cats were okay but still um, it was just one thing after another (laughs) everything from anything I guess that anything that crawled or even the dust. I I was I was kind of like in shock. Everything from you name it from roaches to trees to grass to plants and I love plants. I've always had plants. I always get flowers for my birthday. I always get flowers for Mother's Day so that was very hard for me and then I wanted up finding out that I had 10 different allergies for food um, and that really caught me off guard because I was just like wow food really food what is it that I've been eating that's been making me sick I ended up being allergic to the same food I was eating—milk, um, cheese, pecans, eggs—I was just like, "Wow! I love cheese. I love gouda cheese. I love feta cheese. I love cream cheese." I love blue cheese ranch salad dressings. So, if I like ranch in my salads and it's got buttermilk, I can't have it. (coughs) I'll have a small reaction. Or, if I want to get cheese, like cheese by the slice, I will be broken out the next day. Like I got the chicken pox. I want a glass of milk. I love milk. Oh my god. Chocolate milk nope can't have it milk is kind of like the worst thing for me milk and cheese but the most scariest part and I think that's what I started having allergies is that I used to go fishing a lot I had my tackle box outside of my balcony and my fishing rods I wanted up giving my fishing rods away and I had that tackle box out there. Well, there was still f- dried fish on there. Um, the tackle box had been probably sitting there in the rain, in the sun, causing bacteria. I started cleaning my balcony. I didn't know I was allergic to fish. The worst kind a of phylactic shock. That if you touch this or you put this on your body. And you don't get it treated you'll die from it. I didn't know. I get it. I put it inside of my living room. When I was living. Um, at these apartments. I put the tackle box in there and it was inside of my room I forgot to put it back on the balcony I woke up the next morning with my eyes almost closed I could barely see through my eyes Oh, my God. I couldn't breathe. I felt my throat closing. I knew there was something wrong. I was told by my doctor that they the allergies could get very severe because I had so many of them. I didn't know exactly what was causing it at the time. But I ended up going to the hospital with the full- blown lip. It looked like I had my lips busted, like my eyes were busted. like literally my eye was already purple where I had been rubbing, rubbing and rubbing it. it looked like somebody had hit me right in the eye. When I got there, they told me, "Why didn't you administer the epipin? I was scared." And they're like, you know, you have a couple of seconds to live. If your throat closes up. And you can die. After that, they administer the EpiPen at the hospital. And I got the relief that I needed. And they gave me an extra two Benadryls. And now we're passed by. And my face... I took a picture of it I don't even remember what I did with that picture But there's a few pictures That I took from my lip also The one from my face I don't remember where I put it at I lost it somewhere But I have the pictures Where I had my lip Full bloom It looked like I had maybe Botox On both both the top and my bottom Lip And the nurse got on to me. She was scolding me like a little kid. She's like, the next time that this happens to you, you administer the EpiPen. As soon as you see there's something wrong. As soon as you go into phylactic shock. Because you're not going to have maybe but a couple of minutes to live. And that scared me half to death. scared me. Why I waited? I never really liked shots shots was just something I didn't do and I didn't take I was already having to deal with me finding out okay well I'm a freaking diabetic cried the whole time the doctor told me then I told him to get out because I didn't want to hear it but he had warned me a couple years earlier so I didn't understand how. If I was taking care of myself and I was eating healthy and I was walking and I was exercising. How did I become a diabetic from going from borderline to full-blown? And the doctor described me. It's because when when you're having your allergies, your body started just breaking down more. I started having problems with my heart. Got on medication. You're having congestional heart failure. I'm having problems with my lungs, with my kidneys, with my asthma, with my breathing, with my body. I'm so tired. I'm weak. I feel like I'm a 90 year old person. Now I'm in the hospital. And they're telling me, if you would have waited a few more minutes, you could have died. Why didn't I do it? Why didn't I just stab myself with an EpiPen? Those EpiPens hurt. Believe me. Scary. Your heart's going 100 miles an hour. And you know what? I'm glad I did it at the hospital because it was a shot of adrenaline. Scariest thing to go through. But I'm glad that I didn't wait because I was like, okay, there's something going on with my body. And I didn't freak out completely. Like, I didn't freak out. I stayed calm. And I went and got help. But then I'm thinking, what if the next time there's no help? What if the next time I can't make it to the hospital? What if the next time I'm alone? I'm a grown person. I'm not scared of anything. But I was scared of this. I was scared of my kids coming home and finding me on the floor. Or my kids coming home. And then I'll never see them again. That's always been the scariest thing for me. (sighs) Walking out of that hospital and be able to see. And be able to walk out of there. There's all these other things going on. But in that moment, I just felt like I had total freedom. Like just for that day, I was not going to think about anything. But getting home, sleeping, and thanking God for another day. My kids were going to have to learn how severe this is. So when we came home. We cleaned everything, vacuumed, even got a carpet cleaner and threw away everything. My daughter threw away my clothes. Um, they helped me throw away all of my bedding, my blankets, you name it, everything. We didn't know what I had touched, so everything was going to go. So every half of everything that I had was almost completely gone my pillows my blankets my sheets it was just the most scariest thing to go through and we needed to be able to literally disinfect the whole room you know and kind of go from there I was disinfecting the bathrooms, disinfecting the living room, disinfecting the kitchen. Like, I already had an issue with having OCD and cleaning. And now it was going to get worse because now it was not just going to be cleaning. It was going to be cleaning to make sure that whatever surfaces I did touch, I would have to be just very extra careful and at that time I still didn't know it was the fish fish was the highest on my allergy chart that and maybe a couple things and a mesquite also so I'm going to have to be very very careful when it comes to those things touching them anywhere near them. My daughter was making fish maybe like a couple weeks after that. And the first thing that she told me is, you can't come here, Mom. I go, what are you doing? She goes, I'm making fish. Wow. I picked up the lid not knowing what she was cooking. Go... To my room and I'm already itching And I felt like Red sensation, red dots Like the chicken box Just Boom, they just popped out Like make believe Just on my arms I had them and then I had them and then I did And then I had, I'd had them again I was like wow And that was just the air That was not me touching it That was just the air From the steam that touched my arm And that was scary To think that Even something like that can destroy me. It can kill me. Wow. I went to the room. I took a Benadryl. Was coming out toward the bathroom. And my daughter told me, Mom, don't come over here. I already did. But I knew I had to stay away. I've had to...